SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Welcome to your Extraordinary Life by Design, where each week we will dive into tips and strategies on how to incorporate strong self-care habits, which will help you create, design, and sustain the life you want to live with confidence, grace, ease, and flow, and one where you can wake up to each morning with gratitude. Hi, I'm your host, Leslie Godet, Mindset and Emotional Awareness Coach for Women. If you want to create healthy habits to support your overall well-being so that you can avoid the burnout, people-pleasing, stop chasing after perfectionism, avoid comparison syndrome, and chasing after every magic pill, then you're in the right place because these are some of the things we will cover as the weeks go by. So I hope that you're ready to take back your life. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Your Extraordinary Life by Design. I'm your host, Leslie, and today I'm going to talk about gratitude and the power of its energy. But let's begin with the idea of how to tap into gratitude by making a conscious choice to be happy, because happiness is a choice. In fact, happiness is a state of mind. It's what I have come to believe, and it's how I choose to live my life. Let me tell you why by asking you this question. If you right now decided that you want to be happy, but you think that the key to your happiness is you achieving first the financial abundance or the great romantic relationship or the accumulation of stuff like homes and cars in order to support your wish to be happy, would that really be true happiness? Because if the romantic relationship goes sour or you lose all your money or you lose the stuff that you've accumulated, then what? Does that then mean that you'll no longer be happy, that you can no longer be happy because you lost everything that represents happiness to you? One night back at the beginning of 2021, I was having this very discussion with my husband about his happiness. He clearly was not happy with his life, and I told him that happiness is a choice that you decide you already are, but he could not understand that. While we were talking, my husband said, When I have this or when I do that, I'll be happy. And I said, hun, being happy isn't about what you achieve to be happy or what you accumulate to be happy. It's a state of being that you choose to be. It's learning to live your life and experiencing life with things that bring you joy. And then I had an epiphany and I started thinking a little bit more on the subject after we left the conversation. And something remarkable revealed itself to me, and that was that maybe for my husband to fully grasp what being happy could be for him, that in order for him to truly own being happy, that he needed supporting evidence, something to prove that he was on the road to his true happiness that could back him up in his choice to be happy. As I thought about it more, I realized that there is something that one can do to support their choice to be happy. And that is to stack on evidence that supports their choice. 
and you find ways to increase that evidence to enhance your happiness. That is when I came to the conclusion that the key to that is through what I call gratitude stacking, which is you focusing on all of the ways that you are blessed. You see, I truly believe that happiness is a choice that we get to make freely. We have been gifted with choice, which means we can choose to be happy or we can choose to be unhappy. But that's it. It's your choice. When we choose to be happy and we focus on all the evidence to support that choice, we can find all of the amazing reasons to be happy through gratitude, through being grateful for all the people in our lives, for all of the blessings and goodness that we have received through all of our experiences, and all of those reasons can support our choice to be happy. And we can stack that evidence onto our happiness by finding it and tapping into the evidence in our lives that support our choice to be happy. This is what I call gratitude stacking. I'll give you an example. If you've ever seen the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks, most of the movie is him being alone on an island. For the bulk of the movie, it's just him. And he's miserable. He has given up all hope of being rescued and ever seeing his loved ones again, which is something that he had been holding on to the hope of happening one day. But then he becomes cynical and disbelieving that he'll ever be rescued. And he gives up on life, believing that he will die alone and no one will be the wiser. And he does try to take his own life, but he fails at that because the branch breaks. For me, I feel that God was not finished with his story yet. At least that is what I chose to believe is the moral of the story. Moving along, of course, in the story of this man, he begins to find a way to start being happy and leaning on the hope that he will get off of the island. Now, I don't know if you could go so far as to say that that is what he was thinking or what the writers wanted us to think that he was thinking. But if I could take a closer look at that, I think it would be safe to say that he made a choice that in order for me to survive, I have to choose me. And in order to choose me, I have to choose to find some form of gratitude and be happy. And through that, you see him creating a world for himself where he is happy, which in turn changes his life, opens up his mind, opens up his heart. And eventually he figures out a way to find a way through, through all of the muck and the happiness then becomes true, and in that, he eventually finds a way off of the island. I'll give you another example, one that's biblical. Let's talk about Abram before he was called Abraham. In Genesis 17, 1-7, when Abram was 90 years old, 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty, walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you, and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down, and God said to him, As for for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham, for I have made you father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Understanding that Abram, now known as Abraham, was 99 years old when God came to him, and God telling him that he would be the father of many nations could make a person think, how is that even possible? He's old. His wife is old. 
But Abraham was faithful, and he believed because he knew that God always keeps his promises. In Genesis 18, Abraham is approached by three men, and he welcomes them, for he knows that they were sent from God, and he was grateful for finding favor in the eyes of the Lord. They, recognizing this, then say to Abraham in verses 9 and 10, Where is your wife Sarah? they asked him. There, in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now remember, he was given the promise that he would be the father of many nations, and he chose to believe and be happy and to be grateful that God found favor with him. His wife Sarah, on the other hand, was cynical, believing that it was impossible for her to bear a child because she was well past the childbearing age, and she did not have faith that it was possible. Abraham was told that she laughed, and I'm sure that it was more disappointment and sadness than anger that she laughed because he understood that it could be hard for someone without complete faith to believe that an old woman who believed her womb was no longer working could ever conceive. However, that did not sway God's will, and so in verses 13 to 14, Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. I believe that Sarah was incredulous that this could even be possible, because I believe that maybe she did not have complete faith like Abraham did in the beginning, and so when she laughed, it was a lack of faith, and because she believed she was too old, and that made it impossible. But we know as Christians that miracles happen that seem incredulous to the naked eye, and yet we know that God, with him, all things are possible. Let's go one step further. One day, Abraham is again approached by God, and he is asked to sacrifice his son Isaac, the one he loved so dearly. And so you can imagine that if it were someone who had no faith, that this would be a moment to rebel, to say no. But Abraham did not say no. He did as he was told, because he believed in God and had faith that God always keeps his promises. When you read Genesis 22, verses 3 to 12, it seems like a nightmare is about to unfold, because this man who was given the gift of a son at a very old age is now faced with losing that son because of his obedience to God's will. Or is he? Let me read those verses to you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, 
Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. And of course, if you read on, you will see that God provided the blood sacrifice so that Abraham did not have to sacrifice his son. One of the things that stands out to me immediately is that I recognized after reading this passage and hearing it taught a few times, is that this was a sign to what was coming, and that was that God would one day sacrifice his one and only son to pay for our sin debt in full, past, present, and future. And when I finally learned and understood that Joseph, who was Mary's husband, was a direct descendant of Abraham's lineage, it was such a beautiful path laid out, bringing it full circle to God's greatest gift to us, and that is something to be truly grateful for. Now let me tell you about some gratitude stacking in my own life. I'll use my marriage as an example. I've been married almost 27 years. In fact, I'll be celebrating my 27-year wedding anniversary next month. To say we started off on a rocky road, footing is an understatement. For me, there has never been a truer statement when I say that I wasn't always sure that we would make it. I had no idea of all the ups and downs of what a marriage could be like or should be like, because I never witnessed that in my home growing up. I had no father in the home and no positive male role model to look up to and seek advice from. I had no example of what a loving relationship between a man and a woman looked like, or could look like, and so I had to learn the hard way how to do that, how to be a wife, how to truly listen to understand before responding, knowing that I wasn't always going to get it right, and knowing that I wasn't always going to agree with this other human that I chose to journey with in life. Somewhere along the way, I found my footing, and I learned about gratitude and how stacking my gratitude would give me courage, confidence, joy, grace, and love to become a woman who loves her husband, who loves life, and who is truly grateful for all of the ups and downs because they were all stepping stones to finding my truest self. When I talk to other women about how to navigate a relationship, I always talk about how our words are as equally important as the tone we use. I believe that when you speak from a place of gratitude, your tone is softer, it's kinder, more gentle, welcoming, and non-judgmental. Judgmental. How you speak to each other brings more respect to real relationship, more connection, and a deeper bond, and you can stack on more gratitude for the moments that you create in your life that are spent cultivating loving bonds with the people in your life. I believe that gratitude stacking helps you live in a state of appreciation, of joy, of love and kindness, and you feel more open and optimistic of the possibilities in life. When you choose to be happy and you engage in the energy of gratitude, you learn that life in all its crazy ups and downs can actually be an amazing journey where you are collecting pieces that you are grateful for and stacking them as you go. One of the things I do on an annual basis is I look back over the past 12 months and ask myself to look at and remember all of the milestones I achieved and tap into the emotions of gratitude, which for me are joy, love, and peace. I allow myself to celebrate my anchored-in celebration memories, ones that I have added to my gratitude stack. And when I am down or not feeling quite like myself, I know that all I have to do is look to all the treasures of beautiful memories that I've collected and remind myself that there is so much to be grateful for. I wake up every day with a grateful mindset, 
for I'm truly blessed to wake up every morning, to open my eyes and to take my first breath into an unlived and uncharted day that is a gift from God and one where I get to design, one where I get to create more grateful memories to add to my treasure trove of anchored celebration memories. Gratitude stacking helps me navigate my world with more optimism, and I look for the solutions to attaining my goals rather than the obstacles in my way. And when I have something to be grateful for, I add it to the stack. And that brings a huge smile to my heart. For I know that as I get older and as I reminisce about my life, that I have so much to be grateful for, and that I can be truly joyful for a life well lived, for I have lived from a place of feeling truly blessed and grateful, never taking anything or any moment for granted. I chose to be happy, and I learn that stacking on my gratitude and engaging its energy enhances my choice. So the next time you find yourself in a place of fear, worry, doubt, anger, irritation, or any of the other emotions that don't feel so good, or if some morning you wake up and you think that life isn't great and you feel like giving up, I want you to stop and reflect on all that you have done up to the moment of this feeling you are in the midst of. And then take a moment and find at least three experiences in your life that you are truly grateful for, that brought you great joy and bring yourself into a grateful state of mind. And if you have a hard time trying to come up with anything, just think of all the little things in life like having a roof over your head, food on your table, a bed to sleep in, and family and friends who care about you. If you were a parent, think back on the birth of your child and the miracle of this life, little life that you held in your arms for the very first time with your heart bursting with so much love, love that you never thought was possible to feel. Think of your experiences as a child or a young adult. It could be a memory of giving your first speech in school and it puts you on the path to something greater than you thought was possible for your life. Or maybe you had a conversation with a friend and inspired them to not give up on themselves, and you encouraged them to keep going after their dreams. Your memory could be of when you spent hours with a friend who was in need of your listening ear, and you listened without judgment or criticism. Because by giving of yourself, of your time to someone else, you can add to your gratitude stack. There is so much beauty in our world, and I think we forget about it because we're so easily distracted by all of what's going on in the news, on social media, and we are so focused on achieving the next thing that we don't take time to actually celebrate the now and the achievements of now. Instead, we mark a task as done, a goal achieved, checkmark, and we move on to the next thing, trying to get as much as we can out of life without taking a moment to slow down and to reflect on how it made us feel and how it has impacted our lives or has the potential to impact our lives. And so when we face the next obstacle and allow that to block us, we forget about all of the good things that we've accomplished or the amazing experiences we've experienced. I think that's why I love these three words, live, laugh, love. These words have such power to invoke gratitude if you really reflect on the meaning. For me, They're a reminder for me to live my life to the fullest, to laugh often, and to love unconditionally. Don't let another day go by without looking at all the beauty around you and without adding to your gratitude stack, for you should be thankful for all that you have and all that you are given. Add to your gratitude stack daily. Reflect on your goals accomplished and the deepening of your bonds with your loved ones. Enjoy every moment. Be present in the doing. Don't think about the past or the future, but 
Enjoy the moment you are living, for the time will be gone in an instant. But you have the potential to keep this memory with you a lifetime. Give thanks for every connection. Remember, God didn't create us to go through life alone. He wants us to be connected, to be unified in the promise of Christ. Find the rainbow in each experience. Be joyful for your experiences. And when things are not going as planned, look for the lesson and be grateful that you can look at what's happening and make changes, but always mindful that you have so much in your life that is going well that you can be grateful for. Begin today and start stacking your gratitude, and along the way, you will create your treasure of memories for you to look back on with joy and with love. I hope you've enjoyed learning about the power of gratitude and that by choosing to be happy, finding evidence to support your choice, and tapping into the amazing and beautiful energy of gratitude that you can live a beautiful life. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and an amazing week ahead, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and sharing your energy with me. I would love to stay in touch, so let's connect. Please follow me on Facebook and Instagram. If you liked this episode and what you are learning, please head over to whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on and give me some love so that I can reach more people and help them. And if you want to have a conversation around what you are learning because you feel like you could use a little more insight or possibly see what working with me could look like for you, then be sure to reach out to me at lesliegoodettcoaching at gmail.com and let's set up a quick 15-minute chat. For now, I'll see you next time. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on SoulWin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. SoulWin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.